0: Curriculum Associates presents the Extraordinary Educators podcast with hosts Danielle Sullivan and Sari Laveris. Hear tips, best practices, and successes to improve your teaching and leadership and drive student growth and learning. We're here for you. everyone it's Sari and this week I am joined by extraordinary educator Nick in Rhode Island. Nick and I dove into environments of care and what that means for an educator and their students and also some ways, strategies, daily things that you can do in your classroom to really create that environment of care so your students can not only build trust and relationships with you but also with each other. So really excited for you to hear all of the insights and great tips that Nick provided. Let's dive in. Welcome, Nick. We're so glad you're here with us today. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we know that uh, creating environments of care is really important to you as you think about the relationships you have with your students and their families. Can you talk a little bit about what is an environment of care and kind of your thoughts on that?
1: So, an environment of care here is about putting the student's well being first before their actual education. Because if you're not ready to learn, you can't learn.
0: So how do you create that sort of environment with your students? So the environment
1: is both physical and mental. We do a lot of uh, mood meters. I also do a daily check-in with my students where they're allowed to write anything they want on the board. Not anything, but the the answer to a prompt um, just to sort of judge where they are during the day. Our entire school also uses a daily check-in that students get at different times of the day, depending upon the day, where if they feel like they need to check in with an adult, a trusted adult, a teacher, social worker, they have the opportunity to put that information into the Google form and the teacher gets that right away. Some other things that we do is there's a lot I have a lot of flexible seating in my classroom so that when students are working, they are physically comfortable and they can get more work done. Obviously, there are expectations around what they should be doing when they're not sitting in a desk looking like a student, but they're they're still working.
0: Thank you so much for sharing all of those strategies, and I'm sure students really feel, you know, trusted, and and you've built that trust with them. So, right, you can take it from there and excel in academics because you have those relationships. Just to break it down for for folks listening who want to implement these in their classroom, can you talk a bit about the actual logistics or operations behind, for example, the mood meters or the flexible seating? Like, how do you roll this out to students? What are you actually doing? Where are they, you know, where are they working during flexible seating? Just a bit more detail about. About those two please sure
1: so the flexible seating in my classroom there are desks and chairs that's a, an option there's also three different tables that they could sit at large table small table we have beanbag chairs i also have old patio cushions that came off of my patio when I got new furniture. Those are just kind of on the counter for kids to use either sitting on the counter, sitting on the floor. Um, We also have some desks that we took the legs off of so kids can sit on the floor and they still have a work surface for them. So those are the flexible seating. Usually the teacher or teacher's assistant will be working with a small group at a table. Um, I don't always love sitting on the dirty carpet. (laughs) Uh, But the kids don't seem to care. In terms of the logistics for the daily check-ins, every morning I put one post up on the whiteboard, and they can respond to it any way they want. I get good at knowing who's... Handwriting is whose, Um, and if I have to check in with someone, for example, what could you do today to make somebody feel welcome in our classroom? And they might put, say, good morning, or hold the door for them. Um, The other Check ins that we do, the mood meters. They're those nice, easy things. I grab them off of Pinterest or online, whatever seems to be the hot thing right now. Today's was using different Shrek faces. So they just basically choose where they're feeling at that moment. And the third thing, the school wide check-in is a Google form uh, that all of the teachers use, and we send it out at different times during the day, and the kids just answer four questions. They answer who, what their name is how they're feeling. It's a checkbox. And the multiple choice questions are super simple. I'm okay. I'm tired, but I'm okay. I need a check-in or I'm really, I'm feeling very stressed. I need to talk to somebody. And then the last question they're given is who they would like to talk to. And is there anything you would like to tell the teacher? And while it seems overwhelming at first, because you do get a lot of stories and Information, Um, that information is good to go back to afterwards. But, you know, if a kid does want to talk to somebody, that's the priority. You know, we try to reach out as soon as possible to get that person in or get that person aware that somebody needs to talk to them.
0: That is so great. And I imagine it just has such a positive impact on both the students and teachers, right? Because if, if someone's having a hard time, there's probably a reason behind it. And you will find that out before the hard time happens, right? Right. So that's so great. Thank you for sharing. Are, is there any, um, I, obviously you and I would both agree it's never too late. So if you're a teacher listening and you haven't done things like this yet, you know, you can start tomorrow and, and, and it will be appreciated. Is there any advice that you have for teachers as they're creating their own environments of care in their classrooms? Um, if you're going
1: to do flexible seating and allow kids to sit on the floor, um, just talk about the expectations with them first because they, the children, kids, they like that. So if they know that if they're rolling around and not working, they're going to have to sit in the desk. They're going to be more apt to do work. And if you want to try the mood meters, it's super easy. Just Google it print one out and see what the kids do with it because they have a good time and it creates that conversation.
0: Thank you. So how, so how does that work? Do you show the, the pictures, for example, of the Shrek faces like to the whole class? And then how do they communicate to you which one they're feeling? Sometimes I'll put it up on the board and just do a tally
1: chart. Um, sometimes I'll have a couple of them and they just kind of talk in a small group and point to what they are or we do it full class up on the up on the smart board. So projected. Awesome. So a bunch of different strategies depending on the day. Anyway, anyway it's really about getting the kids talking and uh, interacting with you and with the other students.
0: Yeah, that's so great. I, I I just realizing also now the benefits of them building relationships with each other through this and learning more about how their peers are feeling or what they're going through. We're just getting to know them as people outside of, you know, the academic turn and talk opportunities they get with each other throughout the day. Right, definitely. Well, thank you so much for being here, Nick. That is all the time we have for today, but really appreciate your insights and expertise on creating environments of care. Get inspired by following us on social media and please tag us in your posts on Twitter at Curriculum Soch, and on Instagram at My iReady. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. Subscribe where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to help more educators like you join the conversation, please leave a review. And remember, be you, be true, be extraordinary. The Extraordinary Educators podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates. Editing by Whiteboard Geeks. Social media by Atzany Hannon. Guest booking by Sari Labaris, Production by Haley Browning. This podcast is copyright material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.